cafeteria to grab yourself a hot slice. Hello and welcome everyone to the Special Containment Podcast episode, yes, it's an episode, not sure exactly the number, but it's coming out soon. And today we are joined by uh, the lovely Lord Bung. Hello. Hello, Lord Bung. Me. No one of consequence, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> no, uh, we've got a uh, uh, Forlorn Foundry. James is here. He's alphabetically lower than me. Just got to point that out. Uh, and then we have Doctor Sumerian here. That's me. I guess just to get the structure out of the way, Jake, you're the main asker, right? I mean, we all have questions, I am, but I am the main asker. Yeah, my uh, mm. I will be guiding this procession. Puts a weird emphasis on that word. <laughs> all right, I'm leading this congregation. There we uh, go. That much better. Keep it PG. Well, PG. Nothing I said was graphic. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the problem. There we go. We'll keep it that way. Oh, you want a graphic? Oh, I'll get graphic. <laughs> no, 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 oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, you're lucky the webcam's off. Anyway, um, <laughs> glad to have you here, Lord Bung. Um, yeah. Gotta just ask, how was VidCon? You enjoyed it? Um, the convention itself was really cool. Uh <clears throat> I felt a bit out of place, though, I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, just because it seems to be mostly vloggers and and really pretty LA people, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, my stuff is a bit niche, so I was mostly there to see other people anyway. Uh, yeah, it was nice. It was one of the better conventions I've been to, just because the center is really huge and... Uh, nice warm sun. Uh, yeah, but LA kind of sucks. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, now my sister oh, was there when that earthquake hit, and they literally mm. didn't even realize it was happening. Oh wait, no, yeah. you were there too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't feel anything. Damn, what a shame. Or, yeah. Good thing. I don't know. Twenty-three thousand <laughs> people died in that earthquake, and you guys are joking about it. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Sad days. Was there any uh, gamer girl bathwater there? Or is that no? There was event? a lot of talk okay. of it, but yeah. you know, I've I've debated the idea of well, ever what? going to VidCon, and oh, I thought kind you were of... gonna say I've debated. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was gonna be about that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got two guys I mean, hey, to generate it, so like desperate times. That's twice exactly. as much we, money, right? We can double our. Uh, if we share the bath, I output. think that's that's okay money. Yeah. You have to, like, scrub some sin cells in there, too, though, for legal reasons. Oh, yeah, we need certain parts per million of uh, skin cells in there. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, sounds uh, like it's just kind of like a vlogger model weird convention, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah. like, it seems like the kind of thing that vloggers would really flock to because it's sort of an event that they can show off because that's their whole thing. I mean, did you have, like, quality fan interactions or... Anything interesting other than that? Uh, not as much as I thought I would, but yeah, it was all right. Um, just because I had quite a lot in Australia, but not um, quite a lot in America. I don't know, but most of my fans are apparently in America, so I was just rounding up. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just because like, my face isn't in my work, so I'm not recognizable. Should have just walked around with a big like Connor mask stuck to your face. Yeah. yeah, you should have done some Connor cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> 
which really just would have been regular D-class cosplay now that I think about it, but... You just get, like, a, a posse shouting bung, 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 like, basically, like, <laughs> ten hours. I think you'd be kicked out pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think they understand I, I don't know these on. people. No, I, they just yeah. came out of nowhere. They're not mine. It's not hot <laughs> enough for that. Anyways. I'm surprised, though. I, I figured there would be uh, quite a few more who would make the journey. Nah, I'm not mad. I mean, I would have been, like... Uh, I really like fan meetups, so I would have been like disappointed regardless. Like, I mean, I was we were thinking of doing a fan meetup in New York City when we hit Hunger K, but I don't know about that now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, oh. think nice about it from the five people. Think about it from the perspective yeah. of see, like the LA VidCon, you're competing. Even if you're a big deal, you're competing with pe other people who are also big deals and much bigger deals. If you do it in a local place, like say you did yours in New York, I'm sure you'd still have, some, you know what I mean. But like, even if there was a VidCon in New York and you went to it, you'd probably get more recognition than you did in LA, just because it's less centralized. Maybe I mean you have to kind of think of the crossover, the type of people you would have at like VidCon. And again, VidCon, it it's YouTube's official thing, so they're pushing the the thing that they like quite a bit, which is vlogging and all that goody stuff. So the niche stuff, I think, you know, it might do better, like, in our particular uh, clientele. It might do better at just, you know, like, maybe Comic-Con sort of stuff. Yeah. Your typical sort of yeah. nerdy cons. That'd be cool. What you I'd guys should do is do a fan like meetup solid... that somehow becomes part of a video. Oh, no. That would be next level and extremely hard to do. I'd have to give oh, out we do a, a, social a million experiment? Yeah, like a... <laughs> no, 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 no. Not like that. No, but I find like an be. SCP that works with a crowd and then like, yeah, do it that way. Mm. I just see a lot of legal problems with that. Let's oh just make God, like a yes. paper mache shy guy and cover him with a blanket and get everyone to meet up around it and be like, guys, <laughs> take a look, take a look at it. And then like we, we yank it off and start running. And oh, so like now you're, now, now you're a cameras. prank channel. Uh, we just murder pranked uh, 200 people. 30, 32 fans. So anyway, uh, I do have a question actually for Bung. <laughs> Maybe we should get back to the uh, guest for a second. Uh, what brought you originally to the SCP Foundation Wiki? <clears throat> originally, um, it was actually in high school, like seven years ago. Uh, I don't know, my friend was just showing me some cool stuff and this concept of the scp wiki was super interesting you know like uh i think the first scp i read about was the uh the guy with the planet in his torso oh yeah abdominal um, planet yeah yeah and i was like whoa that's neat that's pretty neat because it was just like it wasn't over the top silly scary it was it was disturbing and and sort of cosmic and i was really into that and i just kind of read every now and then um uh, until eventually seven years later or well, six years later i ended up uh making confinement yeah and you put him in there memory serves i seem to recall at least one yeah. scene with that character yeah, yeah yeah i i, I really like him uh and you know he was, he was my first SCP. He took my SCP virginity, so that was cool. The natural follow-up, I, I think, is what is your favorite SCP of all time? Oh, uh, well, uh, 1730 is kind of kind of my favorite, I guess. It doesn't, I, I don't think it really counts as an SCP, though. It's more like a, a, a bunch of logs from MTF's 
breaking into a building and running into a bunch of SCPs, and I like the story that goes on there. But my favorite SCP itself is the um, Mesozoic Reserve, the dinosaur oh, yeah. one. Oh, that's cool. I love that one. I think that's just fun. It's a good, fun concept. Lots of ideas can be made from that. Were you a big, like, Dinotopia nerd growing up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, I I'm actually sort of unfamiliar with that one. Could you give me, like, a brief rundown? I know Sight at 13. Uh, I know the other one, but... Well, it's, like... It's a, it's its own sort of pocket dimension in the Congo where dinosaurs live. And all the dinosaurs are peaceful, except for a minority of dinosaurs that don't actually, that aren't recognized in the fossil record. They're violent, even if they're herbivores. Um, and whenever a new fossil is discovered that matches these strange, violent dinosaurs, uh, they become peaceful. It's an interesting concept. I actually kind of like that. Huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's based off of that real cryptid thing with that. Oh, yeah. I think Vice Mokule had Yeah, um, the one in the Congo. But... Like, the weirdest idea there is, that, like, it's almost like they want to be found. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so looking more into, I guess, kind of your your profession, you know, animation. Um, right. Overall, how has it been on YouTube? Because YouTube has quite a bit of a, I wouldn't say intentional, but they've got an unintentional vendetta against animators, as far as I can tell. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's just business. Um, and, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to avoid getting political, but that is just business. Like, they want more, faster work. You know what I mean? Like, more qual quantity over quality, I guess. That's yeah. just, that's just like guaranteed money, and I get it, and you know that YouTube doesn't have a competitor. That's fine, but I'm doing all right just because I don't think anyone else is doing what I'm doing right now. So, uh, yeah, you know, until somebody else starts doing what I'm doing but faster, then I'm completely ruined. But uh, other than that, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I don't, I don't really listen to people to my friends who are better with youtube who uh know how to get more views or whatever i'm i i just want to chill out and do my own thing yeah so i'm not very knowledgeable on the youtube area i just know that it's not friendly towards people like me we sort of suffer the same thing james and i with uh our channel but you know we, we keep pretty in the loop when it comes to what we should be doing we just kind of ignore it um, <laughs> yeah. for, for similar reasons. You know, we have a thing we, we came in and we wanted to do and we're not going to be chasing the spotlight as they say and try to figure out what what's the next big thing. It's just not what we're, That's my we're job. here for. Well, actually, there you go. this kind of oh. segues into a question I had that I didn't write down. That you, Bung, literally basically made our channel because to us you proved that like doing quality over quantity can still succeed it can still sustain itself sure you're not like making millions of dollars but it's possible because for a while i felt personally really disenfranchised when like onng psychic pebbles a lot of really big animators i used to watch completely shit the bed completely left because of the new like youtube rules and all that stuff right so yeah you owe uh Bung how much money uh, out of your ad revenue every every month then uh, we've been setting that aside. I thought, I, I, oh. come on, you weren't supposed to talk about it. 
<laughs> actually, speaking of money, that actually reminded me of a, another thing I wanted to ask Bung. Um, some of your earlier videos uh, included what is clearly copyrighted music, and I always wondered how you managed to get away with that. Is it that they're getting monetized, but not for you? Oh, no, I I, I didn't get away with that. Yeah, the, the, the I just got copyright claim. Like claim, claim, like took takedown, or like like, like I no, said, no, no, are they strike. monetizing it? Not strike. They just yeah, yeah, they they get the money. I like I don't I don't I wasn't interested in money at the time. Now I kind of need to because I pay rent, mm -hmm. but at the time I didn't pay rent and I didn't really care. So whatever. But yeah, fair enough. That was just yeah. the thing I remember it sticking in my head because I was watching these. I was like, uh. You used, I believe it was The Weight, which is like one of my favorite songs of all time. And I'm like, how in the world is this in here? Uh, but I guess that explains it. Yeah. Oh, which video was that, actually? Honestly, it might have been your second or third one. I can't remember. It's a, a song by the band. It's, it's It was a long time ago, so I don't remember which video yeah, exactly. It's been a while. I remember the song. Because, okay. like I said, it's one of my favorites. But Right, right, right. YouTube has a few tools to demonetize without, you know, just taking things down. Um, for the trailer of one of our videos, they just gently siphoned everything away from it. They're like, oh, we, we noticed that. That's cool. We're just going to sort of take every all that money. Th thank you. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the companies, like, they're fine with it mostly. Because they're just, they're just mean, more they're money for them. Money. They, they got no issue. Which one was that? It was for uh, Red Reality, the trailer. We used Daisy. Oh, yeah. Daisy Bell, you know, this song's only... Uh, it's like well, over 100 like, years old, right? <laughs> over like, 100 years old. And they're yeah. like, oh, oh. No, no, no. We're taking that. Probably like not even a correct copyright claim. I even pitched down the music to kind of like try to screw it up, but nah. You can't fool it. Nah. You can't. Yeah, you, you can, can do that fancy thing with the video where you like punch in and put it on like a monitor uh, yeah, on the that. screen and then like invert it to try to play like a movie, but it's getting smart. It's getting able to fight that too. Yeah, a lot of it's pixel matching, like for video anyway. But for audio, it's a lot more difficult, I think, to actually mess with it. I also wanted to ask, so you have a lot of very talented people who work with you on confinement, um, voice actors, musicians. I was just wondering, how do you get approached with that? Did you approach them to begin with? How did you set up that kind of rapport with these excellent uh, collaborators? Uh, they tend to approach me. Um... <clears throat> Like when I released my first episode, um, that kind of blew up a bit. I didn't know it would, um, but yeah, th then then a lot of people approached me, and I wanted to sort of expand to people who actually had voice acting capability, because um, a lot of the people before confinement were just friends, and uh, it didn't really matter that they were good voice actors or not, because it was just sort of silly videos I did. Um, but yeah, I, uh, p mo mostly people just approach me. Sometimes I approach them if they have business emails or whatever, and, uh, they tend to seem to think I'm, I'm legitimate just based on, uh, the content that's already out. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm mostly lucky. Very. We have to desperately hound people down. <laughs> like, hey, oh. this is who we are, you know, here's his role, yada, yada. We cast a very large net, and we're happy if we get minnows. Yeah, I reached out to Bung recent, or I guess it was probably almost six or seven months ago. I was like, "Hey, do you need any voice voice talent of any kind?" So I'm I'm one of those people who actually did the reaching out thing. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, is it kind of overwhelming? Is it like an insane amount of people reaching out now? Not insane. It's just like, I, I don't have like DMs open or anything. They just, anyone who's brave enough to tweet at me, I guess. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, but oh, no. you know this is going out, right? Out. Huh? You know this is going to be public, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, and and uh, I, I, I mean, the hardest part is letting them know that uh, I don't really need that voice, at least not right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I have to do that a lot, which is, you know, uncomfortable. But yeah, that, that's something I have to do. That's the worst part is just rejecting people but i don't want to ghost them you know yeah no, I, I literally have the same issue with actors because it is a bit easier getting normal actors for us and what i try to do so i don't completely forget is i set up like a whole google doc i write their name down what they want to do have a picture and then like whenever we're trying to cast again i try to like go back to see like hey so and so who messaged me three months ago can i include them in something stuff like that mm. This is, again, of course, assuming that what they're, you know, you're not just trying to let them down gently. You know, it's like, hey, this voice, this person's actually talented. I just don't need them right now, as opposed yeah. to, that was nice. Thank you so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I would probably just let them know that uh, your, your voice acting is good, but your microphone uh, isn't so good. So, like, yeah, that's not their fault, I don't think. Yeah, no. I've had that kind of problem because I, when I write SVP, sometimes I like to include audio elements. And I used to do a little bit of co- collaborative work with some people. Uh, I, heck, I've even been working on some voice stuff for a video game recently. And their first major question was, yeah, but what's your audio equipment like? It's pretty much one of my first questions, too, when we're looking for voice actors. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. what, what gear do you have? And oh, I, we'll, I just we'll ask for a demo out. reel, usually. Yeah. Although I've had issues with that. Maybe it's because I live near New York City where there were definitely a couple times I remember where I asked for demo reels and they sounded good. And that was only because whatever job they did, they were brought into a studio. It wasn't their actual own mic Mm. and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. But I don't think, is there much of a film scene, at least like where you live? Mm, No, I don't think so. Oh, damn. Um, I I don't have one composer. I I I, uh, I get quite a lot. Hmm. Um, yeah. I I I suppose like a, a most creators would have a composer or maybe just two. Um, so that there's a sort of consistency throughout the series. But uh, yeah, no. I I uh, I reach out to as many as possible in the hopes that I could find one that I really really like. But so far, every episode has had a completely different soundtrack. So. It's pretty good, regardless. Well, thank you. It's like one of the more uh, memorable things about your videos is definitely the uh, score. Like, the music. Everything everything about the sound is always amazing. Animation as well. Let's not not discount that, obviously. But just the thing that I remember about it is, like, I see a lot of great animation on YouTube. It's rare to see that wedded with good writing and good, uh, good sound, so. Well, thank you. Thank you very I, much. I think I definitely see a. I feel like I saw a pretty noticeable um, improvement with sound design, especially as I started kind of paying more attention to it myself. Since that's something I feel like me and Jake are not the best at, so to speak, and we're like trying right. to improve with that. But yeah. 
definitely like I literally hate doing foley. I hate doing like adding sound effects that's not naturally recorded and all that stuff. Hmm. I remember when I was first starting to try and build my channel. That was one of the things. And yeah, a lot of the a lot of the lessons they give you is pretty much useless. But one of the things they said is that if you want to seem like if you want your quality to improve, increasing the quality of your audio is generally the best way to do it because people immediately from like second one can tell the difference between good and bad audio. Oh no, no. My issue is I think, oh, this isn't too loud. And then you get like 20 comments being like, holy shit, my earphones are bleeding. And I'm like, You're listening. Yeah. I don't know how you listen to them. No, but like, yeah, like I, I'm even looking at the levels and making sure they're not peaking. They're not peaking. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I know what you're referring to. It it was loud as hell. And it's it, it shocking to me that it didn't peak. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, no, I don't know. I, I mean, no, we, we've had these now. audio issues, I think. Three times now, it's notable that we've had an audio issue. What was the Once third it time? Was, uh, I know it was uh, Cup Red, of Joe was one of them. Red and painting, too. Yeah. Cup of Joe. Uh, painting, we somehow uh, didn't mirror the oh, audio man. for yeah. the voice actors, so they were coming in the left channel, and we still get, I think, maybe Cringe. 20 messages a day. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, they, did you know that the left channel don't do it? They, I can't hear them. Well, actually, yeah, it's, now that your channel is pretty big, Bung, do you really not read that many comments? Because I know it can definitely get overwhelming. Um, every now and then I go in to see like the, I suppose the, the most agreed upon comments, um, uh, because that's a pretty good I guess gauge of uh, what, what the general opinion is. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I I can't read through all of them just because there are too many and. That would probably drive me insane and i will only ever focus on the negative ones so that's yep. not good for my brain no yeah I, I definitely you get that where you read 20 positive questions, comments and it's like no reaction and you get like one yeah. shitty comment and it's, it's like, just flipping 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 one guy angry like oh yeah yeah let's see what videos you made and i, I look through them <laughs> I'm like oh, dumbass. <laughs> oh you like see, this guy I, huh i do the other <laughs> thing I, I i usually like i i do sometimes go all the way like i'll just have some free time and i'll go through a video's comments all the way and the bad stuff i'm always like eh, whatever but then i see the good stuff and i'm like yeah that that reconfirms how great and awesome i really am <laughs> i've also there's occasionally what's up uh, there's occasionally go. that perfect moment where you see like a comment that is so bad so like hateful that the only thing you could do is actually love react it so that everyone else sees it and then they just start abolishing the guy <laughs> they just start ripping him i know that shred. yes i've done it before it's pretty hilarious I, was, I love when i see it on like other videos i'm just looking at one person's like what a stupid waste of time i hate this and it's got like 500 like uh thumbs ups because the guy just like put it up there and then all the comments are him just getting destroyed honestly though like i have so much respect for a negative comment that is crafted well or like an insult that like really digs deep. Just uh, you gotta respect the game, man. I have the exact opposite reaction. To be honest, it's just more of like this man sat here for probably thirty minutes writing this essay of hate. I hope that he had the, the video playing because then we get that you know that helps. With <laughs> right? <the>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full playtime. He rewatched it three times to like break down everything he hated mm -hmm. about it. I'm like yeah, yeah, by all means. Actually, do you have any episodes that you just personally just not hate, but are not like happy with it? Of confinement, or just in general? Um, yeah, honestly, there are some uh, there are some Bunk Chronicles episodes I took down just because I thought like, nah, 
Um, uh, but confinement. I mean, there are loads of things I wish I could rewrite, mm. um, and re-edit and uh, reanimate. But you know, they're up there, and if I keep doing that, then I'll never get anything done. So, yeah. I have always. Yeah, there are. Um, there are like certain bits I didn't realize I messed up, like. Mm. Uh, because when I do rewrites, sometimes I forget that I do this thing with scripts where I might write a joke earlier on in the episode that's meant to pay off later on in the episode. But if I have to do a rewrite that results in one of the one of those halves being taken away, then um, I notice it later when I upload the video. I'm like, fuck, ah, uh, shit. The okay, call well, now this calls no back sense. to nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and, uh, yeah, it's happened maybe twice now, and, yeah, I, I just get, like, I get really obsessed with writing the script, but then I get exhausted, and I couldn't just reread it all, uh. It's like oh, so every you're season. the only person, are you the only person who has basically any kind of edit, editorial control of your scripts? Uh, no, episode one and two, it was me, completely, um, Beyond that, I, I uh, gave it to some other people who um, who also write stories. Uh, and I thought, yeah. Sin now kind of writes for us, which is pretty lit. Yeah, I'm basically really like nice. act as sort of sl writer slash consultant for some of your stuff. I thought you were about to say slave. <laughs> well, uh... I felt you trying. No, no. <laughs> we have you under contract. You can't say it. No, you don't. Yeah, we don't. Uh -oh. No, we there, have no here. there are you got the contract. There are people who pay me. You're not one of them. No, no. Oh, shit. Cut his wire. Cut his wire. All right. <laughs> another another question for the bung man. Mm -hmm. Um, what got into animating? Like, why choose? In my opinion, literally the hardest art form. Uh, I, I don't think I'm particularly good at. Like, I don't think I'm really, really good at any one thing in particular. I think I'm pretty good at a few different things. And animation gives me the excuse to do all of those things. So, like, um, uh, like with music and uh, reprises, I really like musicals. And I really like how music is used to tell a story. Um, but I'm not a singer or a musician. So, if I made a animation, then I can get musician to make it for me and i could tell them what to do i could tell them hey can you take this melody and have it reprise later in a different tone um or uh and i like creating environments i like creating world building i like yeah. creating conversations and whether i like it or not and i think every creator is like this i want to be able to project myself into my work so that, you know, like deep down, I kind of want people to see me, you mm -hmm. know, or understand me to a degree. Um, and yeah, animation's a great way of doing that, I think. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of the stuff you mentioned is the same reason, at least I got into film, but mm. I, I guess I like the collaborative aspect. And I guess I, I never realized it till later. I mean, you talking now, animation is a lot more collaboration than I think. I feel like people usually think it's just a man sitting at his computer scrolled away for like 10 days drawing. Yeah, I mean, that mostly is it, but yeah. No. It's definitely an important part of it. 
but yeah, th there's definitely something greatly satisfying about collaborating on a just a singular thing. You know, with both animation and film, you have a lot of people that need to work together and be on the same page to really put out something that's that works. And I'll mm. say that from I mean, I, I think Confinement does that really well. Oh, thank you. Um, I need to work better on being more collaborative. I'm a bit uh, possessive, I think, uh, which is which is a problem. You know, I um, I, I do need to be more open. Like it took me so long to try and let other people read the script uh, before <laughs> I went on. It was. Uh, I don't know. I don't it, know what's up with me, but yeah. You know, it's, it's not ubiquitous. It's not universal, but that is sort of common amongst creative types, the idea that it's got to be the way they see it in their head, and it can't be any other way. Yeah, it's just that I, I feel like... Um, I mean, I guess part of it is insecurity that, oh, what if my work isn't good enough? But another part of it is... Uh, I'm not a super organized person, so when people look at my notes and my script, they might not understand what this means, whereas I know exactly what mm. this means, you know. Uh, and I feel like that'll just be a real long task of trying to get them to get it. It's like the reason I don't have any other animators is because the way I animate is so non-conventional that there's no way any other animator does, does it the same way. And yeah, so... I will say I've encountered this before working with other people. I'm not really one of the those kinds of writers, but I have worked with those kinds of writers. And after enough collaboration, like certain partners that you work with long enough, start to get kind of a shorthand understanding of exactly what you mean by, you know, like you said, with your notes that only you really truly understand. Like after you get them around the first or second try, they'll start to they'll start to understand what you're thinking most of the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm good with sharing my my scripts now. Um uh a big task would be trying to get other animators to help just cuz mm. it's so unorthodox and embarrassing the way I do my animation. Um just to change the topic a little bit. I have um I know that a lot of people are probably curious about your interactions with the SCP Wiki. I am curious, what about the setting uh, do you find particularly attractive for creating content? It's almost like the regular show. Do you watch the regular show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's such a simple, almost mundane setting, but it has so much hidden underneath, you know what I mean? It's not like uh, Adventure Time, and I love Adventure Time, but it's not like Adventure Time where it's in a fantastical world and everything is whimsical and, and explosive and colorful. It's more like everything is very adult and, and normal and, and kind of boring until something happens and then, you know, the mask slips and everything is revealed and there's loads and loads of terrible things going on behind the scenes or, or, or wonderful things, you know? Um, and I think that makes more sense. Like, I'm not a very... I'm not a very uh, outwardly colorful and and spectacular person, but I think that... I, I think you... 
the, the best things you kind of have to pry to get to find out. And I think the SCP facility is kind of perfect because it's just a big gray building of block rooms and cells. But in them, you know, inside of them, inside of their personality, inside of their character, you can see where the real interest lies in, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what Connor's meant to be. He's not meant to be a bright, loud, fun person. It's, it's completely in relation to his character and his personality and his relationships and his secrets that make him interesting. Do you ever see an end to Connor's story in the long-term future? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have all the episodes written out. Oh, okay. Uh, I was actually going to get to that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the, uh, the other uh, more eventual question, I suppose, is that once you're done with confinement, have you ever thought about the possibility of actually writing the character as an SCP? Yeah. Um, yeah, or I'll get somebody else to do it because um, I don't know how to. Uh, but yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Um, not anytime sooner than episode ten. But yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say oh, yeah. <laughs> I've actually considered like tw two or three times when I was first watching it before I ever talked to Bung. I had briefly considered writing it as an SCP because I, I don't know Bung if you know I'm, I'm also an SCP author. I've got about a hundred articles on the wiki right now. But uh, I had oh, yeah. I had considered it, and then I thought, nah, it's his thing. Let him do his thing. Like you know. It, yeah, it's also like super super non-canon. Um, yeah, but you uh, can fit it in. Like there is no canon, so there is no canon. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, yeah, uh, Jake, you had a question or something. You said you were going to follow up with. I think. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was going to mention. Um, I I don't remember where I read it or heard it, but I I know at some point. I think you did say that there was a, a clear and definitive end to confinement. And I I wanted to kind of just ask, um, you have sort of these rules with confinement, I, I'd say, where you, you do have a, a clear start and finish, that you, a story that you want to tell. Hmm. You, I, I believe you have some, potentially some rules when it comes to the SCPs that you show. Um, yeah. Exactly. Like some you, you will not show, or you, you don't feel like they really belong in this, the setting that as you're portraying it, and you'll you, you're free to create your own SCPs. You've definitely done it before, or definitely you, you use the word inspired a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That way you can just kind of do what you do and not have to face the uh, the furious typing of thousands of <laughs> critics. Yeah. Um, at what point did these rules sort of manifest, and when did you? I, I guess, yeah. When did you know you had a certain path for the whole thing? Um, well, the rules and the path are kind of separate. Um, the rules first manifested when I did my first episode where uh, I decided that drawing hands for Ferdinand the Cannibal was too difficult, so I gave him a big elephant stompy feet. Um... And because of that limitation, because I wasn't... That was, like, my first time properly animating something. Uh, that kind of set a precedent for, hey, I'm allowed to take liberties here. I'm not... Uh, who's going to get, like, super mad? And the only people who are super mad are the kind of obsessed fan that I don't really care for anyway. Um, and 
the path started, I think, in episode two. Because episode one, I wasn't planning to make a series. I was just like, yeah, here's a short, here's a pilot of something, maybe, I don't know. And yeah, and then I started planning. And the ending and the story has changed like a million times since I started writing it. So who knows, it might change again. You know, as someone who is literally a professional, um, actually guy, I'll tell you, most of those people who want to correct <laughs> you, most of those people want to correct you about uh, in canon things, surprisingly are very wrong themselves. So it usually doesn't matter at all. Oh, yeah, no, we've gotten those people. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure I just kind of smile and wave. Like they're so certain that you're wrong and they haven't even realized that they have no idea what they're talking about great yeah i just don't think um accuracy like it, it, you know whenever i watch a movie and there's like a it's based off a book or something and i'm watching it with friends who are like that's not accurate to the book and but the movie's good anyway like i i don't think it really matters where's the value in it being accurate to the book if the movie does its job perfectly you know what i mean and not just that but the scp wiki is completely different than that like so Dr. Sumerian is a character on the SCP Wiki. He's about 40 yeah. or 50-ish articles worth at this point. The important part is he's died in like eight articles. Like the one you <laughs> mentioned earlier, uh, Site 13, he dies in that one. He's died in eight different yeah. articles. So it's like he still exists. <laughs> they still write new stories about him, but that doesn't mean that. So, you know, you write something about him. And someone's like, that's not true about Dr. What the fuck are you talking about? He's dead. Yeah, it's it's too big and too collaborative of a concept to have such a strict and holy canon that, you know, fans get really bogged down in. I think literally... Newest... Which is why I love it, which is why it's so fun. It gives right? me the excuse yeah. to take yeah, liberties. Yeah. You can just do your version of a story and that's that. Yeah. It's hard to find such a malleable, like, I guess, like fandom or I don't know what you'd call community structure yeah like um like everybody in the facility in my canon doesn't give a shit like they're so careless and stupid whereas i read so many scp uh logs and entries and interviews and a lot of these scientists are very professional and smart and actually care about people and the scps themselves i clearly am making my own universe where every everyone who's supposed to be smart is stupid you well, know your your stuff reminds me and uh, this is gonna sound bad but actually it's an incredible I, I really i've written in the canon myself the lull foundation canon is very similar to the kind of right. foundation that you portray not exactly the same but similar enough so there's already uh, precedent I'm, for that i'm not actually familiar with that one uh, yeah, i haven't heard of this oh you haven't uh no, no, no. let's see what's the preface for that it's uh that I think a reality bender accidentally gives reality altering powers to the senior staff, so they like live out their fantasies of doing stupid shit. So it's like the, the okay, Doctor Clef <laughs> writing, or it's not Doctor Clef, Doctor Bright writing as six eight two through the side or whatever is just in his mind. That's what he wanted to do, so that's what happened. Nice. Ah, I see. Um, a a big actual inspiration from the SCP wiki to help me write. Uh. Uh, confinement was, I think it was a, 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 an anomalous security camera that when they record events that occur in the facility, it transforms it into a cheesy 80s sitcom. <laughs> um, 
and I love that one so much. It's just like it lo loads and loads of cliches and people saying the dumbest shit. It's great. Shit, I got. I want to do that one now. Damn, it's I mean, so is that good. A, is, is that so that's a real essay. I don't recognize it, but that sounds amazing. Oh yeah, I don't know if it's like a dash J or not, but yeah, it, it's you know, it's like a oh no, six eight two is breaking out of containment. Oh, we'll find a way to get him in, and then it just immediately cuts to him back in containment. He's like, "Well, that could have gone better." <laughs> it's so oh, stupid. Yeah, and like a canned laughter and everything. That'd be a great April Fool's video. Oh we're God, like, guys, we finally did it. We're doing our containment breach episode, and then just that. <laughs> You know, yeah, like a minute and a half long. It's just like 682 just breached containment. And then just, yeah, perfect. That would be great. It's like a three-minute intro, all musically done. You know, all the scientists of uh, fame, all the SCPs are introduced. And then it's just like, <laughs> then, then it just shows the living room and they're all dead. <laughs> I really wanted to do um, a short video of April Fool's, but it's long past April now. Yeah. But uh, so many people are saying... I'm making comments and replying to my tweets saying like wouldn't it be so cool if connor and scp682 were in a room together and i'm thinking no that wouldn't be cool at all that would be boring because they both can't die and yeah yeah so like i'd like to make one where they're just in a room and they're not doing anything for like two minutes <laughs> and just commenting on how stupid an idea this was <laughs> I mean, I feel like they could become really good friends, you know? Yeah. They have a lot in common. They're the only two who would understand each other. Like, man, this life sucks. You know, they just keep trying to kill us, right? They try to keep the man down. Despite all the tests failing, there's nothing that explicitly says that 682 can't die. Like, it just, they haven't succeeded yet. That's the... <laughs> uh, but, but also, just like a big thing with using the bigger SCPs is that people are particularly... You know, oh, they'd get their own idea, them. yeah. Like yeah. If you killed yeah, 682, so I... people would, yeah, they would be like, he can't die, what are you talking about? Even though that's, again, not true, but... Yeah. Well, yeah, people will get upset, regardless. I, I, could, I could just have him in there for two seconds, and people will get upset, so I don't wanna. Mm. I don't wanna. I, it's not, like, my series isn't, like, a, a fan service for seeing your favorite SCP animated. It's my own thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I still kind of like what we did for April Fools. We basically, people kept asking for 173, so we just did a literal peanut. Uh, <laughs> you guys saw no mine. Hate. You, you two saw mine, no right? Going, I did. Uh, you're wrong about everything, Carl. Oh yeah, I saw one. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically about those Crocs with socks that you just linked a picture of. <laughs> you fucking monster. I'm gonna throw that in the video. I can't believe I'm being attacked like this. I just told you that I received death threats for this photo. You deserve and them. I'm receiving even more. Oh my <laughs> lord. You deserve worse. A man is entitled to any fashion in the comfort of his home. <laughs> I assure you, I didn't take it outdoors, okay? Their crimes, oh, yeah, their crimes too dark to be redeemed from, and that is one of them. There are only uh, a few situations where shaming is appropriate, and I feel like these are one of them. <laughs> I think I think the comments will find me uh, as the victor here. I think I'll be defended. Yeah. I'll be you really do. I don't know. I this is gonna be like exploring things. series saying I don't like memes. You know, I think it's like almost almost on the same level. I don't think the masses will no. agree. No, that's different. I love memes. Yeah, that'll save me. <laughs> okay. What do you think? What do you think I'm wearing the Crocs? <laughs> Give me a break. I'm on a different level. I'm on like tier ten. 
Then okay, they were. I'll, I'll have to get a picture later, but there were some amazing sunglasses that Jake convinced me to wear, and uh, it was it was definitely worth it. Think think like eighties, uh, fuck, like I don't know, like 80s uh, Terminator intense glasses, like bigger uh, than. You had no desire to wear it. You would have rather gone blind by the sun than wear it. Mm -hmm. But you, you won me you over. Came around. Yeah, you came around. Yeah. It's like one single piece of like sunglass material, no frame. Yeah, probably not polarized. Oh well. Let's reel it do back what in. You can do. Yeah. I have another art-related question. Actually, okay, yeah, I have another one. I got two right now. Um, for me personally, when I write, I find that having like visual art or locations or things like that really help kind of inspire ideas. What's like kind of your mojo what's like how you get inspired or try to brainstorm uh my most of my ideas come when i'm either on the bus or i am about to sleep i get most of them from there yeah oh do you mean like the uh, twilight between like right when you're about to fall asleep and your brain is kind of going crazy yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, when you lay down. When, whenever I lay down, I can't go to sleep immediately. I just sit there for a few hours. Um, and, yeah, my brain, I guess, because the lights are off and my my imagination just starts, you know, so, yeah. It's it's there. You know, I, I'm trying to think of something. I My issue is, like, when I do that, the shit I come up with is just, like, too out there, in my opinion, to formulate into a story. A few times you've attempted to put pen to paper. You did that thing with like a goat. Wasn't that a dream? Or oh like, yeah, that was weird. That, that was, was terrible. Really weird. <laughs> you were like, oh, it's symbolic. It's just weird. It's like it's like like it's like in dreams, dream, dream symbolism, where it's just like sloppy, kind of all over the place, kind of shit. Yeah. See, I had a dream recently that I thought I could turn into an SCP, and I'm actually probably gonna write it because it seems like such a simple idea. I think I might have told you two already about this, but it was uh. I dreamed that I was able to fly, but I was too fat to fly quickly. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't know. So I just wanted to, I'm going to write an SCP. That's, it's very simple. It's just a guy who can fly, and the foundation keeps him in containment by making sure he stays fat because he can't fly while he's fat. That's it. Simple. Does he just have like a twingy addiction or something? I think they're, what they're going to do is like give him a lifetime supply of X food from somewhere, like some junk food. And like keep an eye on him. They even don't even keep him in a box. They just let him, you know, live <laughs> live a normal life. He he's slightly lighter on his feet than normal, but that's about the only difference. I really think of um, fuck. I think Jake's the only person who can really reference this. But there's a web studio called Worm, and there's this like Ooh. hidden organization Ooh. called Cauldron. And basically, what they do is they superficial. So like people naturally can get powers after a traumatic event. Wait, hold on. Uh, Wait, spoiler. Huge <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, I'm just gonna say there's a secret organization called Cauldron that's very similar to SCP, kind of not really. Read that web serial, it's free, it's online. I think any SCP fan are gonna like it. There goes my potential conversation, but yeah, it, it is it a spoiler. is a wonderful I'll yeah, it is a, a really wonderful take on like superpowers and superheroes. It really grounds it, it makes it a lot grittier. Um it sucks. It sucks having powers. Yeah. yeah. And it, it sucks the implications of uh, of what can happen. You know, you're, you're putting yourself out there. You, you know, um, it starts off, really, the uh, the main character. 
goes into like crime, uh, like a super villain instead of being. Well, a she tries to be a superhero, and, and then it goes of, wrong. He yeah. tries to be it by yeah, things get a little wonky, but it's interesting to see how it affects both yeah. sides, and uh, it's it's just a wonderful series that I still haven't finished. Extremely okay. underrated. Extremely. Yeah, I've been I've been reading a comic series quite similar to that called The Boys. Oh, that's coming out on Amazon. I think I heard about this. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, watch yeah. that when it comes out. Oh, I'm interested. Yeah, it's really, really edgy though. It's really dark. Really. Yeah, pretty. I read the plot synopsis because I, I always spoil things for myself before I, I worry about consuming the fiction. Uh, so I've actually read oh, the yeah. plot synopsis for the entire comic already, and I'm like, wow, this seems really <laughs> interesting. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it when it comes on. After uh, Slaughterhouse Nine and Worm, it's hard to really fuck me up more than that. So. We'll okay. see. We'll see. I'm interested, though, yeah. My other question, what influenced your art style? Uh, it was mostly um, some a friend I have in Canada is directing a, uh, a cartoon called Super Science Friends. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've been... Wonderful show, by the way. I, I've been, like, a huge fan of them for... Uh, a couple of years now and yeah sometimes we collaborate like he voices in confinement sometimes and i voice in super science friends um in an episode and uh their style i really enjoy um it's also good reference for animation because i'm learning from the ground up whereas they're professionals <laughs> so yeah i uh I followed the similar rules, you know, like the box bodies and the and the way the running works and you know, like uh, the way the necks and the and the head join together and the hands, how they move and all that. Um, but yeah, stuff like that, like um, regular show, you know, just kind of simple, accessible cartoon style. Mm -hmm. When you were growing up, what was your favorite cartoons? Oh boy. Um, I mean, like SpongeBob, I guess you know, just like nothing notable because I was a kid, so I didn't have <laughs> taste or anything. It was just whatever was on TV. What about like anime? Um, I guess like a couple of Studio Ghibli movies I really enjoyed. Uh, there was there are there are some anime I really like. I just can't remember them right now. No, I could only think of anime that I didn't like. <laughs> Even, like, recently? Yeah, I'm trying really hard right now. I, I love watching anime that I don't like, which is a problem. <laughs> um, oh, no. It's weird, because ah, when I... When, especially now, with, I'm not saying that you guys are much younger than me. I know you probably, at most, are t maybe somewhere less than 10 years younger than I am. But a lot of the... What I, what I consider to be kind of kids growing up, at that particular generation got into anime a lot more than I did because I grew up in the 90s, which anime was still a thing, but it wasn't like a culture thing that had really mm. taken hold. So I'm more yeah. into the Western animation than I am into anime. So it was interesting. I got into like one, like uh, Toonami at like late 90s oh, yeah, tsunami, had, yeah. I think it was Mobile Suit Gundam Wing. Uh, and that was the only anime mm, I think yeah. I ever actually watched all the way through. Everything else, I just wasn't. Dragon Ball Z was on. I remember that. Uh, that's about it. I feel like Ava was the first big one that really hooked me in. Because it was like, what the fuck? Like, literally none of this could exist in 
the shit I normally watch, at least on American TV. Um, okay, actually, um, Over the Garden Wall, I really like that. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, but I appreciated that later when I was, like, an older teenager. Yeah. Um, young adult. Uh, yeah, Over the Garden Wall. Uh... That's, like, a great example of a cartoon amazing using, like, music extremely well. Like, I literally still listen yeah, to music yeah, yeah. to this day. Oh, I love them. Adventure Time kind of does it, but I feel like it's not as consistent. Mm, yeah. What about like Steven Universe or like more recent shows? Uh, I watched it for a bit and I enjoyed its aesthetic. Um, well, I don't know. I feel like sometimes it took itself a lot more seriously than I think I enjoyed. I don't know. That's just we never got around to watching yeah. it, but a lot of people have really sworn um, by it and yeah. that they enjoy it. So I like Adventure Time more personally, but I like weirder, kind of more out there stuff. It's definitely not as dark. Steven Universe is it? Steven Universe, right? <clears throat> yeah, it's the it's the chubby kid. Yeah, with the it definitely on his belly. brings forward a. It, it built up a, a crowd pretty quickly. I feel there's a lot of people yeah. who. Are, yeah, it was Quite super popular in the SCP writing um, community, I'll tell you that for sure. Like, it was constantly talked about. What? Yeah. Really? Um, hmm. Yeah, I think it has a lot of really good messages, and I think good role models. I, I, I just don't know. Uh, I didn't really... Uh, it took really long. It went for a lot oh, longer yeah. than I think it needed to be, and I don't know. I don't know. You know, I was just thinking, I like it, the though. only modern animation that I actually watch is archer and yes i'm one of those people rick and morty oh i yeah. knew it i knew you had a big brain <laughs> yeah i really hate the stigma attached to rick and morty because rick and morty oh i know good. no they 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 did it because like the fan it. the fandom yeah. makes yeah. it seem worse than like it's this terrible thing but it's actually amazing if you're not if you're not one of those assholes the Szechuan yeah. tragedy. Oh, dude, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna just yeah. scream, pickle Rick, jump on the counter, and start <laughs> letting my Szechuan yeah. sauce fly out. They just, oh, I mean, oh man, I'm kind of. That's what it is. Like you have to, if you really like Rick and Morty, you gotta hide and yeah, hide away and just gather with the other people, the true, yeah, the well, true fans. We're gonna gatekeep Rick and Morty. See, I've been a fan of Dan Harmon's stuff since before that. I watched Community all, all the way through, six seasons in a movie. But like, oh man, I, I loved his apology. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Rick and Morty, but it, it does have the um, the the there's it's such a common approach to sci-fi is like the cynicism, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, which which you know I like, but I didn't want to do that. Which such a, it seemed like such an easy decision to do with confinement. Yeah. But of I course, didn't with do science that. fiction, you get both ends of the spectrum, I and mean, you get well. I don't know about modern Star Trek, but like Star Trek up until, say, Discovery was very, very optimistic. And then you also you get your science fiction that's super, uh, yeah. you know, super cynical, too. So there's a good mixture of all that out there. If you guys want to really see what Star Trek is about and kind of like, uh, man, I, I can never stop gushing about Deep Space Nine. Oh, my Nine. God. I love it. It really yeah. is. Mm -hmm. They they took star trek which is again very optimistic and very mm -hmm. kind of campy and all this stuff and you know wonderful but they really started introducing some real shit right they managed to mesh the two you know what i'm saying like it still has that optimistic feel to it but it also mixes it with 
earned cynicism. So it, it, it and it works so well. I'll tell you though, modern times, the best Star Trek series out there right now is the Orville, and it's not actually Star Trek. I heard it's about really, that. Really, yeah. Good. Like, I mean, it, it you know, it's not perfect all the time, but if you're looking for like classic Star Trek style stuff, watch the Orville. Period. End of story. Oh wait, I thought you were joking. Oh no. Oh. I've never heard I, this. I have heard are this you, before. Are you though. talking about yeah the Seth? Are you talking real, about yes, Seth MacFarlane? I'm not kidding yeah. either. Oh wait, actually, I'm not that kidding. Thing? Like, oh it is, it, it is actually very good. I've never seen it, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I will say that from what I've heard, people are like, it's a it's a nice love letter towards the original. Oh yeah, Star Trek. like the people who work on it, like he's got the the direct. He's had uh, Jonathan Frakes and uh, Lavar Burton huh. do directing for it. All sorts of people who are involved in the original, like next generation era Star Trek stuff, are involved in either the writing or behind the camera. It is really very close to the like it's close to next generation style. Like that's the yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it, like um, in spirit is is great. I just find Seth like really really unfunny. It's just so easy to yeah. jump on. I'll tell you that like the, the yeah, don't don't, like, don't worry yeah. about it being funny. It is it's it's got its funny moments because it's a Seth MacFarlane thing, but like it's got its own <laughs> no. identity yeah. and it's one of those things is like if you're looking for like a pure comedy, after the first few episodes of the first season, it's really not that. Okay. Hmm. I mean, so it's still funny, and there's still definitely jokes, but it's, you know, like, it's it's hard to explain it. You just gotta watch it, I guess, is the best way, to, and I highly suggest that you do. Like, if we're talking about Star Trek and getting back to that optimistic feeling, okay. that's your best bet right now. I, I think hmm. you could right. also probably just watch Deep Space Nine. Uh, <laughs> Deep Space Nine holds up, yes. You can recommend, too. It, it holds up so well. It is probably, like, the most modern Star Trek in terms of the shit that they deal with. It's a slow start, like a lot of the series are, but it actually is like yep. every other Star Trek is kind of like Creature of the Week or whatever. Um, it's a little different story each time. Some of them continue, but Deep Space Nine has a strong right. through narrative that goes. Deep Space Nine's the whole first thing. season. It's really Deep cohesive. Space Nine's first season is definitely the weakest, but it also has a Duet, which yep. is probably one of the best episodes of the entire series. Across it is all really the good. possible yeah. series. No so. spoilers. Not going to spoil yeah, it. It's very early on. And then, uh, like, the, the finale is really good, the, too, for the first season. And then it's by season two, it starts to pick up, and it just gets better from there. It is pretty easy to hop into if you've never watched a Star Trek. I came from uh, The Next Generation, which in itself is a it's a it's a slog in the beginning, but then you get some cool stuff. For me, like, the, the only way I would have been able to get through Star Trek, the only way I did it, was I was sick as shit. And I was like bedridden for like a week, so I'm like, well, I got nothing else to do. I got Netflix, yeah. and I just sort of after watching it, I'm like, I like this enough that I'm gonna maybe watch like an episode a night before I go to bed. The first season of Deep Space Nine is weaker than the rest of the series, but that's only in comparison. Like if you compare it to the first season of uh, the Next Generation, it's far superior. Which not saying much. The first first season of Next Generation is actually really crappy but it's fucking racist <laughs> they've, uh, they've got some proper racist first shit in there. Sat one or two There's seasons actually things that they never really. deal with yeah no they it was not a good time uh definitely not we found something we can all geek out about at the exact all same right. time apparently i'm i'm tempted to cut this off because i've i've sat down and while i enjoy them jake can rant for about star trek for hours you don't I have to cut it off it. you just have to 
Come up with another it's, question, friend. Like, it, this can't be like Eckert's Ladder podcast. No, no, it's gonna be. Remember, the whole point of this is that we have discussions. Like, it's it's fine to ramble on for a little while. Yeah, cut it off if you got a good question. I know, but I don't. I don't know if me and Bung are as entrenched in the Star Trek as you guys are. I don't know yeah, what a Star what is Trek that? is. Yeah, exactly. It's when you don't like Star Wars. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm still waiting for Firefly: The Next Generation. Just I, throw that out there. I don't think that's oh, ever happening. Poor soul. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's, it's a sad dream. One day. At least you'll get your Rick and Morty. It's gonna happen one day. I'm sure. I watched Firefly when it was on television. I'm one of those guys. I'm I'm a Firefly hipster. I watched it before it was popular. Oh damn. I watched it get preempted. Wow. Uh, got a I watched it get preempted by I basketball. I watched it come be, get aired out of order. Fucking Fox. They did that to uh, to Legend of Korra, I believe. They just started yeah, shifting they did, that away. And they're like, you know what? Uh, let's just put it on the website. But it's okay, because after season one, it kind of yeah, no, no, went no, down the shitter for a while. Anyway, yeah. James, I think you were saying you had a question. Uh, yeah, I have one. It's kind of a dumb question. It is. It's not the one you're thinking, Jake. It's oh, not the okay, one you're good. thinking. I don't think asked that, that one. You shouldn't. I'm, I'm embarrassed now. God, now I want to um, know what that question was. <laughs> now now you got to say it. You did it. All right, I'll, I'll save it for the end now. I'll save <laughs> it for and the end. Now, now they're going to um, be hyped up for as it. As a filmmaker, I feel sometimes, especially now that I'm very critical of my own work and try to think about movies, I feel like a lot of movies have been like low-key low-key kind of ruined in the sense of like something that I originally would have been like oh this is okay I'm kind of like I've seen this method done so many times this is just lazy yeah. and shitty is that kind yeah. of like that with you with animation yes. or just stories in general um yes 100% um it's easier for some movies than others you know like if I'm trying to make a certain type of because I'm trying to make my a certain type of uh story so I'm more critical of movies that are that simple you know like mm -hmm. uh, it's harder for me to judge a super artsy film because i haven't seen a lot of them to compare yeah but i've seen enough sort of simple plots and their effectiveness using methods to i guess determine what's overused and uninspired sometimes um but talking about movies makes a lot of people miserable you know, so I try not to. Why? In the sense of like how critical you are? Or... Uh, a lot of people I know are like, I enjoyed the movie, therefore it was good. If you criticize it, you're just going to make me sad. It's like, oh, yeah, oh. fair enough. Yeah. It's a good thing like, I don't I... know them. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, I know too many. <laughs> and, you know, they're like, oh, you're overanalyzing it. You're looking too deep into it. I, I had fun. That's all that matters. It's like, well, okay, but I didn't have fun. Well, there's a lot so of people that tie their self-worth into the things yeah. they like. And so, like, if you don't like them or you say they're bad, yeah. to them, that's like you're saying they're bad. And they just can't take that. Oh, I God. know. It's so dumb. But, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm getting triggered because the really the most awkward conversation I've had with a stranger in my life was um, uh, this guy, like, he looks like hungry, he needed money, and I gave him some money to buy chips, and he decided to chat with me afterwards. And he went on a long-ass rant about how much he loves Batman <laughs> versus Superman. And I was uh, just like... <laughs> you should have just taken the chips I, back. I, I was being polite, but I was struggling. <laughs> I was like, ooh, yeah. I don't Why know. did you I'm say that? that one. Uh, I don't know. He was a huge like DC nerd. It was, oh, yeah. it was intense. I was talking to a friend who was like, uh, uh, 
Uh, have you seen Bright? Have you seen the movie Bright? No. On that? Yeah, I've, I've heard, heard some things bits about it. it. Uh, so I couldn't watch well, the whole thing. Now, Bright is like a super obvious metaphor for racism. Yeah. Um, this person really, really liked it, and didn't know it was a it was a metaphor for racism. And when I pointed it out the fact that it was and the fact that director said it was and the fact that everybody ever on planet earth has said it was a metaphor for racism they told me i was over analyzing it and that i should calm down <laughs> and that tells me that a lot of people who watch movies just sort of switch their brain off and let the images fly into their head and they're like yeah that's good i would be remiss if i didn't <laughs> mention this i'm sure someone will in the comments but bright was the screenplay for bright was written by max landis who has actually written an scp for the wiki mm-hmm uh oh, yeah. I don't know which yeah. one. Uh, yeah, you know it's which the one? forensic ghost of Tupac Shakur. See oh. that one's that one's yeah. funny. Like I don't get it. Also, he has since been. Sim is about to also, go through has... nuclear. <laughs> no, actually, I I, 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 I I like the SCP. Although I will mention, he has also since been banned from the SCP wiki due to his sexual harassment stuff that goes on. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll just leave that right there. Spicy. Uh, author is dead. <laughs> Long live the author. Um, yeah, he also did what? Suicide I Squad. Don't think so. Oh yeah, I think he worked on. It. I don't think he wrote it, wrote it, but I think he was like helping out on the script. He tends to like jump into a project and then either get fired or leave the project. Yeah, from what so. I've read about him, he seems like a very oh, he seems yeah. like a very sexual assault kind of person. Yeah. Then again, that's just what I've read. So you know, like. Oh. Who knows? I remember this is way before me and Jake knew of the kind of man Max Landis was. Where we're like, hey, we're making a live action web series. This is before we even like started the channel. Um, we should like, if we do well, get in contact with Max Landis and see oh, if yeah. we can like collab. No, I remember we were yeah. talking like, oh yeah, let's look into collaboration. And uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, that went well. Now, this isn't my first time hearing about it, but I do constantly forget that this happened. So, uh, whoops. And <laughs> <laughs> let's change the topic. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Oh, uh, this I actually do have a, a topic. <laughs> Not really a topic, but continuing off, minus that, um, I don't know, us going off the road. Um, tangent, that's what I'm looking for. Do you know your movie sucks? I feel like for me personally, he's my favorite critic. If you really yeah. want like in-depth, hardcore like a view on like the like to me i like how if it's a good movie it's like a six out of ten or seven out of ten yeah. it's not to a be 10 completely out of 10. clear when you said I appreciate your movie him. sucks i was like i don't yeah. have a movie what are you yeah, yeah it's, it's a youtuber yeah, yeah his name's adam i'll admit i, I love anyway, uh, check it out i love red letter media i don't know i, forget, oh, I can't right. get over yeah. them they're, I like them they're not i know they're not right but they're just there's so too much I watched them for a different reason. To me, I feel like they're, they're just more it, casual. This is ironic coming from me, considering my channel focus, but I feel like there's too much criticism of films these days. Like, nobody ever just sits down and enjoys anything anymore. They always got to sit there and list off every single plot point they think doesn't work. Well, I'm not, I'm not actively ah. trying to jab it when I'm watching it. It's more of like it something emotionally bothers me, and then I respond to that. You know, I'm not like it could, digging. it could. I mean, it could be that there are just like more shit yeah. coming out you i know? say all those yes. things but then suicide Squad as well kind of came out and like yeah 
and many more. God. I mean, yeah, it's but DC's got a good track record of making really bad movies recently, so it's easy to just pick on them. Net so well, yeah, but the Netflix stuff is probably a lower quality control. Like they just do so much yeah, of it. They're bound, yeah. When you they make and plus they make some really it. good stuff along the way. So you you have a scattershot approach. Eventually, you're going to make some really good stuff award-winning stuff and then you're gonna make some really crappy stuff too why well, I'm, I'm just really interested about the whole streaming bubble oh, now that every single sake. channel wants their own streaming that's so annoying like the, the way the industry mm -hmm. is going like everyone's like hey we're gonna make we're gonna have to it's gonna be like cable it's good uh, you know where streaming was able to get rid of cable well, the for the longest time you know you pay ten dollars whatever you could watch everything on one service not anymore you're gonna need to pay about a nope. cables bill worth of money to get all the stuff you want and there's so much good stuff out Bargain. there too like i didn't even expect this but the dc's uh like the dc streaming thing oh, yeah. uh doom patrol is fucking amazing and i'm like now nah, i gotta what we gotta pay for uh, pay for a dc subscription every year or so so i can watch the season you know uh yeah, I'm not. Hey, hold on. You realize everyone, like, okay, our fans, whatever, we're all content creators. Every Look, single one of us. But I, I released my stuff. Look, Pirate Bay is saved series, so that's why I don't feel Guys, bad about it. Guys, you always pirate forlorn foundry material. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. not applicable to us as YouTubers, but, like, still. Okay. Anyway. Oh, wait. But yeah, it's like, eh. Yeah, we're going to have to pay like $60, probably $70 worth of subscriptions to watch all the stuff we want to watch. Or you could just flip between each service, which I won't even do. But I think a bunch of them are going to flop and 90% of the stuff on them are going to probably plus, suck. plus, like any so. intelligent person would just run a bunch of trials, you know, like the DC subscription thing. Wait for the series to be completed and then just take a free trial and watch it all at once. I have, I have a legitimate question, though. Okay. How is YouTube Red still a thing? Uh, I like, like who, who does that? <laughs> who watches that? I, I uh, don't know. I mean, well, I mean, the thing is, like, that could be one really good show on YouTube Red, and then, right, and then that'll be well, your excuse hold on. for getting it. Cobra Kai. You know? yeah. Like, uh, my housemate uh, likes Minefield, starring Vsauce. Yeah, and oh, hates yeah, everything yeah, else. Yeah. So yeah, From he has YouTube Red for that Cobra Kai is actually I guess really I'm good. So so stingy. Who? The idea of buying a service just Depends for one on show show. is like impossible for me. But, I mean, you know. Game of Thrones laughs yeah. at you. Game of Thrones is one of them. Like I, I and I got another <laughs> month yeah. of uh, HBO just so I could watch Chernobyl. So that's actually pretty. Right, yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, this is worth fifteen dollars. That's how they get you. They, they keep making good stuff, and you're like, oh. Don't worry. But yeah, I mean, I'm really hyped. I'm not really hyped. I'm kind of hyped for Watchmen. I'm, I'm a little nervous, though, about it. I have an Amazon Prime. I, I, good. I, I decided to just the new HBO uh, series. go out and get the year's worth of Amazon Prime. So I'm going to be able to at least watch stuff there. But uh, yeah. that's just because it. Although I hear literally Man in the High Castle is the only good show on, we'll on Prime. Got... Although I don't know how true it is, but. I, I know it was good at some point. I don't know if it's still well, they've good. Got I still two, they've got it. some oh, shows true. I want to watch, yeah. for sure. I've got Man in the High Castle, maybe. I'm not sure I'm ever going to get around to that, because I read the short story way back when I was in school. Well, season season three got a little fucky, but, but they also I still have... enjoyed it overall. Maybe because I just, I just like the premise. Uh, 
Did they take on The Expanse? I think it was. Somebody did. One of the streaming services. Okay, so it was Amazon. Yeah, they did, actually. Yep. So we got The Expanse. I forgot about that. I still need to keep watching that. Yeah, I'm still stuck There's in two other one. shows. Oh, The Boys. Get over the the Boys is going to be on Amazon. And so was uh, Glad Tidings, which looks like oh, it's, yeah, yeah. Look, it's already out, actually, but it looks like it's really good. Well, uh, supposedly Mrs. Maisel. Well, yeah, it's pretty like good. won I was some awards on that, recently. But uh, I think my mom watches it. So, yeah, Amazon's got, Amazon's got some good stuff. We can say that much. I uh I got Amazon Prime just so I could watch American Gods. Oh yeah, I should probably watch that actually because the second season. The only thing I know about it good shit. is that scene where like the dude gets obliterated by arrows. Then he, yeah, I've seen that. Then he, oh yeah, that's they fun. they lost the uh, uh, Kristen Chenoweth and uh, Jillian Jacob. No, that's not, is that her name? Anderson, Anderson. I'm Jillian Anderson, actress. yeah. Yeah, they lost those for the season two, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But they managed to... Sure, but I mean, like, I remember watching some of... I didn't watch all of season one yet, but I remember watching it, and then two kind of highlights. They were, like, really good in their roles. Yeah. Yeah, they were really, really good. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> you got to come back from urinating Sorry. going... Ugh. Not enough people grown, you know. I mean, yeah, you do it. More maybe often. do it on your own time, is all I'm saying. Know. This is my time. You you've strained with me, Saran. You shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> That's true, I'm not surprised. You're right. Yeah. Surprised you don't just take your laptop into the bathroom, to be honest with you. You can't age if you act like your eighties in your eighties right That's now. That's the thing. You know? I fully embrace the standing up and sitting down like grunting and groaning. Oh yeah, I definitely. I'm do 23. That, yeah. I, that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> God, you're 23. You're literally 10 years. They'll younger. never know. We're little bads. No. Oh, actually, I have a question for Bong. Um, mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier that you're pretty friends with that Canadian fellow. Did you guys meet before Super Science or like afterwards? Uh, after. Yeah. What? How do you? I mean, for our viewers, what what's it like just meeting people that you're like a fan of their work? Um, it's fun, and then after I meet them, it's, uh, well, it gets really easy at some point, and it's not as fun anymore, because, I don't know, there's no magic there, like, they're not like a magical god on a mountain that I'm like, you know, they're just another person, it's like, oh, okay. I mean, they're all, they're all cool, they're not like boring, bad people, it's just, yeah. I don't know, I, I, I miss being a fan like a fan fan where I had to work really hard to get attention. I don't know. Is that weird? It's know. never meet your mm. heroes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Never yeah. meet your heroes because, uh, they'll never be as good as yeah. they, they'll never be as good as they were in your head unless they're like, exactly. Or something. Yeah. I mean, that's why there's, there's literally some, some people I literally never want to meet <laughs> for the exact reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. Landers, never want to meet uh, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Keanu. Yeah, I mean for me it's like Psychic Keanu, Pebbles, yeah. Bunny and G. Oh man, I never want to meet Kevin Spacey. I hope nothing bad happens. So. No. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh man, I'm just thinking of that really creepy. Uh, I never want to meet Kevin Spacey either, but for different reasons. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Mario Batali made an apology cupcake. Oh yeah. Oh He's like, here's God. a recipe for a cupcake. Sorry that I uh, did the thing. 
I heard it wasn't even a no, good it recipe. Sucked. They were, someone made it and they're like, oh. this this, mu- this cupcake is dry and shitty, <laughs> just like his <laughs> apology. <laughs> oh, Seldomly are our gifts as appropriate as that. Remember, remember Danimals? Like that was a thing. No, I've never oh, heard yeah. of it. It's not Wait. a thing anymore. Yeah, is that a thing in Australia? Danimals. There's a kangaroo on nah. it. No, damn. It's like a flavored <laughs> yogurt beverage that comes in a, a criminally tiny bottle. You're fucking gogurt, man. Gogurt was the shit. Man. Just nineties kids. You, you know, know this. Like- you're talking about like, you're talking about like criminally small portions. Why don't they make a bigger Capri Suns? All I'm saying. I think it's fine where it is. We gotta have. Where's the Capri Solar System? You know, we gotta start expanding. Huh? I want a gallon of Capri Sun, Capri Universe. I'll chug it. Capri Terra. I'll chug it. There's no other way out. to buy it. You just, as far as I know, I, there's you just can get it in like the little packages, and that's it's it. It's a pouch. That's it. You don't need more. Unacceptable. Were block parties ever a thing where you grew up, bung? Block parties. It's like where your entire street would have like a party. Yeah, you all play like, the Minecraft. Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. It's like it's it's definitely not a thing in America anymore. I'm just like I. Th- in some places it is. The same I places guess, where yeah. they leave their doors unlocked and shit. Going outside is not a thing in America anymore. In fact, I was watching or reading some stories from people who like were jailed in the 80s or 90s and then got out in the in the mid 2000s, and they're mm-hmm. like, "How come no one's like in the parks anymore?" Hmm. Everyone, like, there's actually... still kids out there, but like not as nearly as many as there used to be. I mean, I kind of love it. Everyone will refer to that one moment. Like people are gonna look back at it. They're already looking back at it. There was that one moment of like pure bliss and like happiness on Earth when Pokemon uh, Go came out. Where oh, everyone yeah. was showing up in parks. I remember, like, we gathered the squad, James. We were yeah. all walking around. We were in the yeah, park. We were like, yo, there's a gym at the 9 11 Memorial. Whoa. Yeah. I'm going to fight this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I remember meeting people, like, for the first time and, like, becoming somewhat friendly with them. But I only ever saw them out at Pokemon when I was Pokemon going. And I didn't, like, exchange information I mean, or get to know them. My anything. brother still plays it. I do too. Still anything. on my phone. Shout out to Frankie. <laughs> I barely play. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Man, uh, this this kind of leads into another thing I was thinking up before when we were talking about kind of how um you know being just making content can kind of affect your perspective on I guess consuming mm-hmm. content now. Um, there's something I wonder about pretty frequently, which is like how how important was like nostalgia. In, how important is it in like affecting things because like I I think back to the things that I find to be like my favorite and they happened you know I, I consumed the media you know games or uh, movies or whatever at a very specific time in my life and it just I'm wondering how attached to that time are these things is it really it was it really so good can I is it possible to capture that kind of like wonder again I, I go into movies now and it's so cynical it's hard to it's hard to do. I don't know. I think that might, I think that might just come with age, and you're just gonna have to. You know, it's like, it's like drugs. You have to find harder stuff. <laughs> oh man. Um, is that your advice to your listeners? <laughs> I, I, okay. Well, I think, I don't know. It seems like nostalgia is something that only some people get. It feels like. Unless I just haven't found the right nostalgia yet. I did get a good sense of nostalgia when um 
watching the new Bumblebee movie because I used to watch Transformers like the cartoons as a kid mm. um, and I don't know if it really counts as nostalgia or I just thought it was really charming but you know there are some things that I watch as a guilty pleasure because I associate it with a good time so I think that counts as nostalgia. I'm not really sure what you meant by the question. Does it, how it affects my work or how it affects well, my life? Well, it's more of like, for me, it's hard. I try to look at some, like things that I enjoyed in the past. And I try to see if I can divide yeah. the nostalgia from it and the actual like value it had as media. Like, did I just like, oh, is it really yeah. as good as I remembered it? It's those uh, rose tinted lenses, glasses. Okay, I see what you mean. Um, well, I, personally try and criticize films for things that are easier to put into words so i don't really know because nostalgia kind of falls into a a bit of a gray zone of aesthetic and opinion so uh you know like okay let's um treasure planet wasn't a very good movie but i remember really really liking it as a kid um I think if I just got rid of the aesthetic, the steampunk aesthetic, and the nostalgia, you end up just having Treasure Island, except uh, crappier. With yeah, with yeah, with like a weirder, weirder character decisions, weirder motives, uh, oddly dark um, uh, events mixed with this weirdly childish. I don't know characters and story. It's it's weird. It's we it's a weird decision to make. It is I very think I just liked it though. as a kid because I mean, it like, was so strange. The aesthetic is amazing. I always love the look of that. It's I have nice, like, nice steampunk. I have an unspoken rule where I refuse to rewatch any childhood favorite film because I've really? ruined like three films already by rewatching. Wait, seriously? Because <laughs> there's some yeah. that like I I know like will stand up unless I know they're great. Like any of the Ghibli stuff is great. like oh yeah I'll watch it a hundred times. Yeah, like, that's care. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, I don't treasure my childhood that much, so I don't give a shit. Also, <laughs> like, if it's bad, it's bad. What's the difference? Like, you're not ruining my memories. My memories are like, kills it for me. It doesn't ruin my memories. It's just like, fuck. I don't know. I guess that is the memories. Thing. Like, if I watched Alien vs. Predator or, like, Aliens 4, that would probably do it for me. Because as a kid, I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. Oh, yeah, Alien I love fighting DDP. Predator. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. now if I watch it, it's like, oh, kill me. Kill me now. Like I was kind of disappointed when I rewatched Ants. If people know how that. Dude, that was works. actually solid. Uh, so that's bullshit. It's not bad. No, 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 but no, I remember. You, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I rewatched. Like, I thought it, it was like amazing like, as a kid. It because I rewatched it. It was just I, you know, it was just okay. No, the problem, yeah, yeah, the problem with Ants is that it it commits the one crime you can commit in a creative work. It is mediocre. Be bad yeah. or be Dude, good. I, I don't. Don't I be call mediocre. It that. I think you guys are blasting Ants for no reason. I mean, like. Like I thought the I thought the picnic scene was way longer than it actually was. It was so like tiny. Like Bug Utopia was like I was disappointed. I That's the it point, was, like, dude. It's not supposed to be. Like, it was a uh... no. Like I get that. It's not supposed to be Utopia, but I thought Spoilers it was a, a ants, larger way, piece. Yeah, I guess. Nah, yeah. That's with the Z. Twenty years, twelve years late. I've never personally like had like I, I'm trying to think of something that I liked as a child that I don't like now, and I honestly can't think of anything. I'm sure there's something that I, I should not have liked and did, but off the top of my head, I can't think of it. Oh, my God. PBS had some really trippy shows. I didn't have cable growing up, so, you know. 
people make SpongeBob memes, and I kind of just stare at them. James is not um, the times. He's not part of our generation. He's a poser. <laughs> no. Like, Arthur is my shit. But uh, they had some really, I think they're called Weebles. These, like, weird, like, giant puff cotton ball creatures that would, it was supposed to be an English TV show. And that's, like, one of those series where it's, like, like Teletubbies, where you're kind of like, what the fuck was I watching as a kid? You it know? didn't have to make <laughs> sense. It just had to look pretty. And they'd be like, ooh, ah, ooh, bah. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, I love this shit. But I don't know, like Teletubbies has like impregnated itself into my conscious. Teletubbies like... has impregnated James's consciousness. <laughs> no, that like there are multiple times where I've made a smoothie and I'm like, this is the fucking slime from Teletubbies, and it's like, can I Sorry, eat this I'm now? Just, I'm just imagining a child listening to ooh ah ooh ah, saying, <laughs> yeah, I love that shit. Dude, that, that's how it was. Yeah, that shit's awesome. Man, turn that up. Turn up Ubi. Ubi. I think that was the show. Out. I think that was the show, yeah. Wait, what? What do you mean the show? Ubi was the it nope. was the hand. They just put like googly eyes on a dude's hand and like, I'm Ubi. You're gra Grapple. <laughs> I'm Grapple. Fuck. Um, oh, circle I people. No idea I, what you're I don't know how to search about, this kind of I'm, I'm concept. Ubi throwing up gang signs. Oh god, Ubi throws up a gang sign and gets blasted. <laughs> Season finale. Very sad. Furry balls, fuck. What am I doing? Oh, I found it! I found it! I literally typed in PBS furry balls and Booba is the show. Oh, yeah. Booba! No. Oh, you, I thought you were Booba. Oh, Booba. oh you meant Booba. Yes. Dude, you should have said Booba. You didn't yeah. know that? Booba. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> furry Booba. balls, that's, that's how P Google defines it. Booba. I, oh man. my god, dude. That was the, the shit. Booba was horrifying, man. Uh, okay, one show I made the mistake of rewatching briefly was Caillou because I loved Caillou as a kid but yeah. holy fuck is he annoying I think my <laughs> nephew watches that yeah it's still on I, I guess either that or he's got it on DVD because I know my nephew has said Caillou a couple of times like I want to watch Caillou yeah. and I'm like I, I guess here you go but because I'll put it on for him sometimes and he'll be like yay and he'll sit down and watch it but I've never oh. sorry I just had a like a eureka moment so I, I'm like into long Furbies. That was the dumbass question I was gonna ask Bong is like, what's your opinion on Furbies, uh, long Furbies? I think it has to relate to some like deep seated trauma of watching boobas as a child or something. That's bullshit. She's... Yeah. <laughs> nah. I, I, I just, what's I don't know, I watched a lot There's of no weird stuff. Not trauma. I'm you don't understand being... what you're looking at when you're a kid. You're like, oh yeah. Exactly. No, I think that's kind of like what got me into a lot of like weird surrealist stuff Booba. growing up, though. You're, you're really going to put that Boobas, much influence on Look, they're formative years. Your TED talk when later I mean, on I... when you're being interviewed by Criterion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of the abstract surrealism that yeah. we entertained with our channel came from a, a little relic. Uh... I, I don't mm. think I don't think Booba is the cause, but it is a symptom. There yeah, not, it's not the sole reason. Something existed. Is, in yeah. I, like I, I think wanting it. to see Booba, if you see your kid wanting to see Booba, like I like this show, mm. it means they will like more crazy shit later. Yeah. You think there well, was now a... you've blown now you've blown your Fuck load on that kids. weird question. Yeah. So now what else we got? <sighs> uh, I mean, it wasn't really a question. I mean, do you know Long Furbies? If you don't, you should check it out. It's a fun time. I, yeah, Long yeah. Furbies are good. There we go. It's quality, quality content. That was the first question that he had. <laughs> he just was hiding. I still find it. It's been on my mind. I still find it funny that you guys plan your questions. No, just in general, just in general, not not for Bung, but yeah. <laughs> Is that just a question I, I just watched Confinement, and I'm creative? like, I have to ask this man, you know.
Yeah, I just watched Confinement and I'm like, God damn, there's no way he doesn't know about long Furbies. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. I've seen like two hints already. I see him in the background. Oh my god. I, I've I'm it's come to the point, I'm not gonna do it, but I'm tempted to write an SCP involving long Furbies, like a joke one, but Neither of you have actually written an SCP yet. Right? I did, and it yeah, was I shot know. down, we're, we're and I, I stopped. I was thirteen. No, <laughs> no, I was I was a young man, and I, I couldn't take the uh, the, the criticism. I found a cool picture of like There's a probably Sumerian that shot yeah, down. Yeah, he was blasting me. Oh, no, oh man, you should were... you should look up that draft. I, I could use some fuel for my uh, harsh critique series. There was actually some writing I did when I was a little younger, not too much younger, 2012. So I'm not gonna. But um, it was uh, I had like come up with a character that like floated around in a, in a helicopter, and they were like, my he he's a diplomat. He won't ever attack anyone, and his helicopter was su super defended. They did that by I wrote oh his the armor on it is super heated. So if anything shoots it, it just melts. And if uh, you shoot a rocket at it, it melts the rocket before it can explode. <laughs> And uh, this this was in a forum setting, and, and it was immediately like attacked and destroyed. They were doing character assassination. They were just calling me a, a doofus. They were calling me a young child, which I was. And it, it was very yeah. rough. Uh, they made memes about me, and posted it. Really? And I'm like, wow. I, I cannot take this abuse. And I. Uh, yeah, you I deserved it though. Now, dude, I was I was exercising my writing chops. <laughs> I'm like, the boy can melt rockets. That's all it's good. It's like I always tell people. It's like I always tell people. You can't be a good writer until you're a bad writer for a very long time. I just uh, you can't I be a good say, writer. It's like I always when, tell people when I you can't write. When like it's <laughs> 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 exactly the opposite. I was gonna say when I have young voice actors or young artists like make stuff, I try not to be like, oh shit, blah blah blah. I don't. I try to critique them on a softer level i guess because I've, I've been there you know I, I get like when you're a kid i mean even now but especially when you're a kid those things are very sensitive and can really you can always do the criticism sandwich where you say something nice about it then the then the more sensitive stuff and then something nice again yeah and that, exactly that it's just what yeah, doctors, when I get people it's what classic it's what doctors do with a shot you know they're like oh look at the bunny look at the bunny then they fucking stab you and then they're like oh no no no, no <laughs> ignore that no look at the bunny when again. i when I give legitimately, when I give critique to new writers, I do try to make it like I try to find something to that they can ha latch onto to like work on, rather than just saying this is all terrible, go home, which is like the worst thing you can. And like, there's a lot of shit crit out there where people go like, make it longer. Like, what the fuck kind of critique is that? And it happens from really experienced authors on the wiki sometimes too. So it's not just it's. Hmm. It's sad to see that happens because it it really dis it disheartens the people because they don't know how to deal like you're giving them critique that doesn't help them so shut the fuck up. Well, there's constructive criticism. Yeah, it's Make good it when you do it. Make it longer. I mean, that's kind of like a a compliment in a way. Mm. Maybe because it's like well, hey, like I, it's I like it. Give me more. Well, yeah, but like it's usually given when like say plot points are unresolved or characters doesn't reach a full arc and they're like make it longer and finish that arc off or make it longer and finish the plot off and i'm like no 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 no, no. stop being stupid okay go into your draft and take the parts out that don't get finished shorten it don't make it longer actually i have a question tighten things up now for bung um have you yeah. ever had kind of experiences <laughs> have you ever had experiences that really kind of discouraged you 
creatively or has people kind of always been kind of supportive oh yeah a lot um yeah because this is a passion project if i'm not feeling good then i'm not gonna work for a few hours so yeah it happens every now and then i see a particularly mean comment or i see some uh i don't know my friends being upset about something or or uh people are just being a shitty if i see shitty shit in the world it makes me sad and i don't really want to do work while i'm sad because then i'll be salty and then i'll rush and then i'll you know do some dumb shit so yeah i try to stay off the internet uh uh i'm trying to stay off the internet more now just like because i see a lot of mean shit mm. everywhere Kinda hard to avoid yeah, so these days so hear oh, that yeah. oh yeah Hear that terror in the sheets, 49? You're the reason why confinement is so late. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to say that hear that terrorist, like the one... Hear that terrorist, the one 149. Thing, <laughs> the, no. The one thing stopping confinement is ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> well, from what you just described, you said shitty things happening in the world, too, so... Yeah, like, oh no, ISIS destroyed a temple in, in Sudan. Ah, fuck. Are we gonna get ah, that meme where fuck. it's, like, showing, like, a chart going, like, into a steep decline, where it's just, like, ISIS uh, crime stopped dramatically after Bung reveals uh, <laughs> 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 deep disappointment in them? <laughs> Bung yeah. solves the ISIS problem, yes. World peace achieved. Yeah. Basically. I'm not making another episode of confinement until the Middle East peace process is finished. I think that's the promise <laughs> they made with Half-Life. Next 3 as day. Well. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, that one hurts. Still, well, that, that one hurts. Never mind. Yeah. I. Speaking of tragedies, my boy Gordon. That's actually I. Portal and Half-Life really got me into SCP stuff, because I knew I kind of found out about SCP. Fuck SCP stuff around the same time I got into Portal Two, and then like. I don't know, it just kind of really was like, huh, this is kind of the same thing. I'll tell you, Black Mesa is a really good yeah. foundation, uh, in a way. You look at it, it's super, like, the men of science, yeah. and it, it's just, it, it's it's sick. I also love the aesthetic of it, I guess. It's something mm -hmm. like a snapshot I... from the 90s. It's A big thing yeah. for me is um, the BPRD and Hellboy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. No. Let's not talk about the new Hellboy, though. Oh, no. God, yeah. no. I mean, why would we? <laughs> don't, don't talk about it. You brought it up. <laughs> we weren't going to go there, James. <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? We weren't going to do that. As far man. as we're concerned, that doesn't exist. Like. <sighs> Honestly, I, I was about to... Fuck, I have to say, Guillermo del Toro disappoints me. Look, Hellboy oh. and Pan's Labyrinth are amazing, but everything else has just been like... I don't know. It just can't live up to Pacific that. Pacific Rim? Yeah. Pacific Rim is, like, fun, fun. but it, it's not... It's nothing compared to those other two movies. I didn't even really out. like. I didn't even really like Gamma's Hellboy that much. Really? No. I love the aesthetic. The costumes are really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like the costumes because he's really good at designing like the. There's definitely weak the, story elements to it, though. I mean, the only yeah, good thing like I saw about. Not so great. Yeah, the only good thing I saw about that was Ron Perlman. That's about it. There we go. Yeah, no. He's yeah, people great. love Mr. Fallout himself. War, war never changes. He was in Fallout. Yeah, he's a narrator. He's, he's the guy wow. that does the war never changes uh, narration. He also shows up a couple of different ways in different and later things. But yeah, he's, he's at the end of Vegas telling you how bad you were. <laughs> he he voices something in every every game, I think. Yeah, he did the he did the intro for Fallout One and Two, 
He's, I think he does something in Fallout 3. I know he shows up in New Vegas to give the like the epilogue. And he's like the news presenter in Fallout 4 at the very beginning. Oh, speaking of games, do you have you ever thought or considered down the road making or working on a video game? Eh. No. <laughs> okay. I feel that. <laughs> I'm, not, oh. I'm not really a... I'm not really a gamer, so like I wouldn't no. know. Oh no, how not to a programmer. Do that. Sub count falling. Somebody, somebody would have to approach yeah. me and be like, "Yeah, I yeah. feel like mm -hmm. I feel like your uh, like your style, art style, and like the world you've kind of set up, even though it is an extant world in the SCP Foundation, but the version you have set up would be good for maybe like a point and click adventure." You know, I was game actually literally just thinking that as you were talking, I'm like, "Yo, is he gonna <laughs> say point and click?" And you said it because the boy can just die. You know, because, oh, you clicked the wrong thing. And it, it completely makes sense. You just keep going. That's the whole shtick with point yeah, and click. It'll, it'll have, like, the challenges would have to be puzzle-based and not so much life-threatening, you know? Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and, like, uh, you die in order to get around certain puzzle uh, things. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a cool concept, yeah. Just keep dying in the pit. It takes about one hour of playtime, but the bodies <laughs> eventually allow you to walk over. Not, <laughs> not, not an original concept, because I remember that from uh, Planescape Torment, but yeah. So it's it's it would be a neat, like, singular focus for a very simple game. Yeah. Someone make it happen. I wanted to ask, um, so... You're a motivational-based, I guess, writer and creator, you know, based on your, your feelings, your motivation, your, your mood, that determines kind of what you can output. Um, yeah. How yeah. how does, like, hype affect you? Hype? Hype, you know, excitement kind of swelling around the anticipation of a, 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 a creation, you know, episode seven. Oh, oh, do you mean hype from fans? Hype from fans, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think because I'm not a very positive person, unfortunately, the guilt associated with not working is a much louder voice in my head than the, um, than the positive feeling of, of, uh, of the nice fans. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you do fall yeah. into that little... I've, I've seen this before with creative types, especially writers on the wiki. Do you fall into the circle of despair where, like, not finishing it makes you not want to finish it? Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I... Well, no, actually. Uh, I think it's more like I am working on it, and if I'm going to quit, I will tell everybody that I will. Uh, but... I have to be pushed to like a seriously stressed point to quit something like that. Or I have to find something better to do. I don't know, but I can't not be creating is the point, you know? Hmm. I have to be creating something, otherwise I'm bored and I really don't like being bored. A, B, C. Always be creating. Yeah. I think the wording in your, um, your recent video in the beginning, you, you had a, a few messages to say. Um, you were saying that like you're you may have noticed, like, the quality of my animations have gotten better. That's the guilt. Uh, you said it was, like, the guilt of kind of the, the delay that pushed you to actually, like, make things more detailed. Yeah. Is it, I mean, it's obviously not a positive voice that's, you know, making you do that. No, but whenever I, f 
and this is a reflection of obviously my negativity, but I feel like if I use really positive terminology, it would sound fake somehow. Uh, it would sound disingenuine. If I was like, if I said something like, I'm working hard for you guys, I feel like I'm guilt tripping people, you know what I mean? Mm. So if I say like, but I genuinely do feel guilty for not, even though I don't owe anybody anything, I, I do feel guilty not working. Right, so the good, the good middle ground there is to guilt trip people, but then give them your Patreon link right after. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I try and keep like a, like an open communication between me and uh, at at least the people who financially support me, at least, because they definitely need to know. Um, they deserve yeah. to know. Um, so that way they can decide what to do. You know, like uh. If I'm like, alright, well, this is taking longer than I thought, it might not come out this month, it might come out next month, I would say something like, you don't have to support me for this month if you don't want to, I totally understand. Um, but as long as they know, then that's all that matters, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm not really in it for the money, but I do need the money to pay rent. Yeah. But yeah. I don't I don't want to be scummy, I don't want to be shitty about it. You can definitely be successful and not be a douchebag. So. Yeah. Wait, yeah. you can? I don't want to. Know. <laughs> oh, oh, <shit>. Sorry, Sim. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I've ever unconsciously been a douchebag, but I really don't want to, just because no. that's not a. Being a douchebag is a lot of responsibility. <laughs> um, <laughs> surprisingly, it looks like it at least. In what way? Um. You gotta, you gotta play way, on that line. You can't go too far over, obviously. It's like, I don't know. I don't have the fortitude to be mean because if I'm mean, I'm basically inviting other people to be mean back. Mm. And I am a very fragile person, so I don't want to do that. No. You know? Uh, I don't want that life. Yeah. I just want to be, I guess, friendly or quiet. Like, either friendly or quiet, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, a kind of a dream that me and Jacob had, and I don't think it can ever be fulfilled, is just, like, this idea of, like, a community of creators. I mean, that's basically why we started up this podcast with Morgan and Sim, where it's, like, everyone can kind of get together and, like, have a good time. So the whole point and... of this mysterious uh, server that no one knows about. Yes, and, and the mysterious server. I, I um, don't think it's unachievable. I, I really think it is something that can be possible. Well, I'm saying, like, there will always be people that... You can only reach so many people, etc. You can only make it so big before a certain point you have to kind of clamp the gates down. Yeah, of course. I mean, we're... I'll say the, the whole thought process behind that, the, the whole thing that's kind of in my noggin, is that, you know, there's something beautiful specifically about SCP, like, as a universe, and the fact that no one can claim pure ownership as much as they'll try mm -hmm. they can't and because of that like yeah their competition is it in some regards it, it's there of course but there's a lot more that people can collaborate and work on together without like huge amounts of stress that this person's gonna steal it you know they're gonna do mm. this people are gonna be particularly loyal to the content you make if you're making good content you're gonna have mm -hmm. the people who follow you and support you kind of wherever you go and 
I mean, and we're all kind of fans of each other's stuff too. Absolutely. I, 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 well, maybe he's not a fan of our stuff, but um, yeah. <laughs> it's a. Uh, yeah, I think everyone kind of admires what we're all, everyone's doing, especially, you know, you, everyone's doing something a little bit different, uh, a little unique. I, f I feel like our community, at least the community of YouTube creators, is, uh, I think we may have lucked out, because I've seen, like, say, the artist community surrounding the SCP Foundation are very angry at each other all the time, because, like, they do feel like there's some there's some serious competition or they look at somebody else's art that they personally think is not as good and then they get mad that they get popular they get mad that they get commissions so it's like the artist community i've seen they hate each other so the idea that the youtube creator community it doesn't have the same this scp creator community i should say doesn't have the same problem is quite nice yeah no definitely it's it's a few things that i think are factoring into it i think you know it is still niche you know we have like our superstars, but like our superstars are, you know, not too big compared to like, you know, YouTube's like their, their pantheon. But for, I mean, for the community, it's either. for the community, it really is, uh, it's a lot smaller and more tight knit, I'd say. And there's, there's a lot of, you know, you can take whatever you want from it. There's people who, uh, again, they're in it like significantly for the writing. They, that's kind of their focus. There's the art, um, and then kind of the stuff we do is it's a mix of everything. Putting videos I, I will out there. say, even though like the whole community idea is like what I really like, um, it's totally fine for people. I get some creators, they just want to do their own thing and they don't want to collab or be in a big party just because of exclusive nature or whatever reason, you know, and that's, that's fine. Everybody's process is different too, so. Yeah, yeah, you've got different exactly. work processes. You have different motivations for being, you know, in, in the community, doing what you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. of, it's hard to get everyone on the same page, but, uh, you know, it's just, I think you, you get a bunch of people together and you're bound to make a lot of fans happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've been, they've been begging for this episode and, uh, the hundred comments the, uh, and maybe now 30, we but, have delivered. Yeah. We will have delivered trademark. Hell yeah. At some point. No, we have delivered now. <laughs> we, this, have this is already out. They're listening to it oh, right oh, now. Oh, plays oh. Avengers music. Hello. Oh, oh, yeah. Understand hey, the timeline, motherfucker. Oh god, that's true. <coughs> Got him. All right, so we're we're about to hit two hour mark. I think we should uh, wrap this baby up. All right. Well, um, I'll say you know I'll just throw it out there. As you said, you're not perhaps the most positive person. And, you know, James and I, again, as we've looked at, like, different comments you know, amongst our stuff, it's hard to let the positive kind of affect you. It's strange. You know, you just kind of gloss over it. But I do have to say that the, the content that you've made and the what you've done for the community, I think, is incredibly significant. And it's uh, it's really great what you did and what you continue to do regardless you know that alone it stands alone is just something fantastic that you've done like the fact that i've seen scp creator in a vsauce 2 video like blew my mind <laughs> that was just like insane for me oh thank you yeah well it was a pleasure having you on Indeed. Yeah, it was a pleasure to be on do you want to do you have anything you want to shout out or let the people know about 
about that. <laughs> well, I think we're going to release this podcast around the oh, same wait, time. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait. Um, if Rocket Man is still in cinemas, please go give them your money and watch it because I don't like that Bohemian Rhapsody got more views. That's a very specific be, but shout out. But you can, you can rent it out on Amazon or something. Yeah, right? go please yeah. buy Rocket Man because fuck, Bohemian Rhapsody sucked. Rocket Man was so good, and people aren't going to see Rocket Man because they already see a Bohemian Rhapsody, and that's so unfortunate. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's my shout, shout out. out, Elton John. What's up? Shout out, Elton John. He really needs it. All right, so uh, next episode <laughs> really will be Elton John and Bond. We got Elton John on the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. We're getting. We're going up. We're building it up. There. We actually got Freddie, <laughs> you know, Mercury on a. Uh, Oh my one. god. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Who wants to live forever indeed? I, I smeared some like gel on his body and now he's back <laughs> for the podcast folks. <laughs> no book club this anyway, time. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no book club no this book time. Club. We're probably not I don't think we're gonna do the book club anymore. Is that, we uh, should we that, kill right? the book club? Let kill us know the in the club. comments Comment below. No, take no, no. Take him to the curb. Let's make the arguments uh, for and against. So we should get rid of it because I don't like it. Do you have any arguments for keeping it? What do you like? Uh, uh, not a whole lot of stuff. Sure. All right. Peace out, peoples. It right. was a good time. Peace. <laughs>